Welcome, Pathfinders, to the Find the Path podcast's 17th after party. Wow. Woo. Man, that's a lot. Woo. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I can, I can feel I'm that excitement. I'm surprised about yes. how much people apparently like to listen to us now. I know. You want to yeah. hear yeah. us I was going to say, because these are the ones stuff. where we go off topic, like, we forever. Yeah, y'all don't even hear the unedited oh, version. Yeah. <laughs> if we had a Patreon, we'd just put all of the stuff that Rick cuts. <laughs> that would be nonsense. Yeah. Utter uh, nonsense. It's like the first so 10 much minutes 90s. of recording. So uh, much 90s. So, and noises. So, yes, uh, this is our 17th after party. It's the after party following our episode 51, which Ooh. means it is the episode. 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 The episode following our triumphant 50th episode. The one where Sudi becomes really freaking cool. Yeah. <laughs> I like to think let's, Sudi was always a cool character. Let's get to that no. here in a second, but uh, let's, let's go over a little bit. Let's chat about a bit about our last uh, three episodes, and then we have some um, some very interesting questions from all of you, oh, so I'll God. get to those here in a second. Oh, oh Cyrus. Oh, no. oh Cyrus. <laughs> oh, Cyrus. The... Oh, that was a little... <laughs> episode 49. There is a um, hippo. The one with the hippo. Yeah, yes, yes. Citra almost hippo. got eaten in half. Hungry, hungry hippo. So you guys had, uh, <laughs> you know, we teased the hippo fight at the end of 48. You guys then rolled into the hippo fight in 49. Onyris can fly. That was hilarious and weird. That was that was a, <laughs> one of those like moments where we're just like, oh yeah, you can do that. Right? <laughs> he is a bird. That was the first time that you learned that. So. Yeah, yeah, we've never seen, seen him it. fly ever. So. so this this was a couple of firsts for us. It was our first full-on aquatic combat episode. Yeah, that which are always terrifying. Which I don't think you guys terror. were necessarily that prepared for in a desert campaign. Segura could swim magically. That was cool. Yeah, but water fights are always the most stressful fights. Mm. Yeah. Mm. Some of you were able to swim. Some of you. Mm. Uh, some of us said, "Screw it, I'm flying." Yeah, and some well, of what, you just tried to like One of us sunk to the, the bottom and decided to walk it off. Yeah, that was me. One flew into the air, <laughs> and the other two of us were just like, I uh, hit "We're it. gonna do the traditional. Like we're we're the conservative <laughs> traditional people who are gonna swim and fight the surface, like you know, manly men." I'm going to say that my favorite part of that episode was the fact that no weapons were pulled. Yeah. <laughs> yep. It was literally yeah. two people punching a hippo to death. <laughs> he I think die. I cast a spell he at it. Die. It's true. He got away. <laughs> he, I yeah. did. I cast a spell at it. I think someone took a parting shot at that hippo. No, I just no. looked at it. I just stared at it. We so thought about stared it. it off. We just threw shade at it. It's just like that hippo's just doing its hippo thing. It's fine. How dare it bite my boat? Friend's boat. My kitty. Hey, and our friend survived. Yeah. He yeah, he did. didn't yes. take one, one of the few rare fights we have where literally nobody died. Yep. Amanetris did manage to survive that. All of you managed to get back to shore. Uh, arrive at Ubat's may folly. bleed to death Israel is by close. crocodiles, but... So there's a there's an interesting discussion sometimes that floats around about whether or not animals are given their due justice in Pathfinder. I think so. Not always. Mm, I'd say not always. Do you think the hippo was given yes. its justice? Yeah, yeah. Did it seem yeah. suitably oh, yeah. water horse? That hippo is hippo-y. Yeah, well, the thing about it is like when you get like... We, we have the like rolls and it's like, what's its special ability? It has a capsize ability and it opened with capsize. I'm like, yep, yep, that sounds about right. And then it bites you and it hurts real bad. Oh, yeah. and it bites and it hurts really, really See. bad. And it's just swimming along like, no big deal. Yeah. Like, yeah, I, I felt like it actually actually got a pretty good showing. I loved its uh, racial stealth bonus <laughs> yep. yeah. while underwater. Cause that just, yeah. you don't usually imagine hippos being that stealthy, but in water. 
the whole time we were fighting, all I could think about was that cute picture that's been floating around Facebook of the baby hippo sticking its tongue out. And I'm just like, I feel so bad. You can definitely take a hippo animal companion. So if somebody dies, you just play a druid that that hippo belonged to. (laughs) And you're like looking for vengeance. You find everybody and you're like, oh, you guys aren't that bad. Okay. We'll just My hang hippo out. really doesn't like you guys. Though. My yeah. hippo, he'll get over it. We'll work on it. He's got some anger management. <laughs> but imagine how effective that hippo trample would be through an yeah. army of skeletons. Yeah. 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 <laughs> get him, hippo. Be a halfling on your giant hippo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. You know who would be playing that? I would be playing that. I think anybody would be happy to play that. So you all know what to possibly look forward to in the future. Cavalier with uh, a hippo. So. <laughs> That's even better. Yeah. <laughs> That's better than Sir Didymus. It is a water horse. <laughs> yeah, and following that, you guys managed to make your way to the island, enter into Ubet's Folly. Yes. Where you had then subsequently met with a lionine creature, specifically a lion. Disguise. Then we went into episode 50. Did we get any of those riddles right? Or did you just let us do that? I'm sorry. Did you just let us BS our way through? Yes. So fun thing about those riddles. uh, And I'm going to give some credit to whom credit is due. Crystal Fraser? The Riddler. The Riddler. (laughs) What? I don't know. Jim. Uh, As amazing as this book has been, and all respect and appreciation to Crystal Fraser, we actually have another amazing woman to thank for that, which is Amber E. Scott. Oh. These riddles I actually took from a separate book of Mummy's Mask because I wanted them here to add in to to the mystique on that episode. So I actually did take those riddles from elsewhere, but I did want to acknowledge the fact that Amber E. Scott included those riddles and not Crystal Fraser. Yeah, but did we answer them correctly? Yes. In fact, even to the point where the answer to the first riddle is actually either sand or sand-blown glass, you can accept either. Uh, so nice. that one was acceptable. The second one being a screw. I found it really funny going back through editing those and everything else <laughs> that Jessica professed to hate riddles, hate riddles so and much. that she's horrible at riddles, <laughs> but guessed correctly first of anyone on both of the riddles to the point that Jordan argued her down from the correct answer. Yep. Yep. Twice. I hate riddles. You hate riddles, yeah, but you're good I, at that. I, I really suck at riddles unless it's like in a video game where I have like multiple choice answers and then I can kind of be like, okay, it's not that, it's not that, it's not that. And then you know, go from there. I'm going to, I'm going to bring up something cause it was really interesting and we'll get into a little bit more on book five, but just on the subject of riddles, Heather brought that up and I've always had an issue with riddles because riddles challenge a player. Mm-hmm. And there's always this argument where I'm sitting there and I'm like, okay, I'm I'm a decently intelligent person. I don't think I'm brilliant I mean, or anything like I that. I think all of us have a probably a, what's considered above average. I think average. everyone thinks that they least. have an above average intelligence and are above average drivers. And uh, they're all wrong. <laughs> Every last one of hey, us is wrong. Hey, I <laughs> graduated means... summa cum laude in a medical program. I graduated cum laude from my degree. <laughs> I graduated. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever, anyway. So, so what I wanted to say, though, is I don't have a 20 intelligence, but occasionally I play 20 intelligence wizards yeah. confronted yep. by a riddle. Yep. So Heather actually brought up an interesting thing, because usually I let people make an intelligence roll so that they can get a hint. But I actually like the idea, and I might use this in the future, of you get an intelligence roll, and I'll present you with, let's say it's a DC 5 intelligence roll, and you'll get 10 possible answers, and then for every five by which you exceed that DC five, I mark off an additional possibility. Yeah, I like that. Mm-hmm. I think that mm. would be a fun one because then I'm just limiting you down to, here are a couple of things that seem 
plausible? Yeah. And I also uh, am of the opinion that maybe you should be able to do wisdom checks on riddles too, because mm-hmm. some of that is common sense, and yeah. that's yeah, a wisdom not thing, not now, an intelligence thing. I do appreciate thing. that the third riddle literally told me to have people make a, because I, I'm, you know, I'll be frank with all of you. I'm going to surprise our listeners. We like cats. We do. <laughs> <laughs> you don't it's say a, that. It's a secret, obviously. Between yeah. the five of us, we have a collective seven cats. Mm-hmm. That being said, I have never in-depth looked at the teeth of my cat, or counted them, or they determined have, all of that. They have the big that. pointy ones and then the little nubby one. Interesting. That yeah, being so. said, I have never counted my cat's teeth. <laughs> no. I don't think cats uh, would like that. No, probably not. Probably not. And, no. s- and so, funny enough, I, I had all of you make the knowledge nature check. It occurred to me during it, I'll even give Sagira a reroll if they seem stumped. To look at the amulet she carries around her neck, yeah. which is a freaking cat yep. skull. Yeah. Yep. Or to everyone to just look over and count Sudi's teeth. So I did appreciate that you could just make a knowledge check on that one. Yeah, that was kind of cool. But we did get some interesting revolution revelations on a couple of different fronts. So let's go in uh, in no particular order. Starting with Jessica. Yes. <laughs> oh, okay. Because he always goes that way. You're on the left. So everyone did find out about Sagira's families. Mom. A little bit of revelations about what happened with her mother previously. Which Sagira just really forgot that you didn't know. Yeah. <laughs> Everybody that was there There knows. was some airing of laundry. Yeah, it was more of a, oh, you guys weren't there when I read the letter out loud. Sorry. Yeah. Here's what the letter said. Uh, it's been a few busy days, to be honest. It has. Yeah. It has. Sudi, nothing really big happened with Sudi. <laughs> he, just, he just suddenly got a new uh, piece of cosmetics. He got a new uh, implant on his face. Uh, so, so Sudi found out some stuff pertaining towards his backstory. I, I know this is something that people are going to... I commonly am asked, how much of what I do with your characters and even your character's history or your character's relationships and families and so on and so forth is things that you have already decided and how much of it is stuff that I've worked in. I got that question a lot whenever things started happening with Segura's family and it was Jessica presented me with the family and then I killed her character's mother. I asked <laughs> for some names of some people Yeah. and then I was like, these people are dead to me. And then they became very important. <laughs> well, well, like when I was writing on Yours's backstory, I told Rick, I need a mentor figure. Yeah. And he's like, here's the Sphinx. Keep that it a secret. True. And I was like, okay. Okay. <laughs> you know? And in Jordan's case, your backstory started with your adoption. Yeah. So I uh, kind of how I write backstories is I write my backstories from the perspective of the character. So I only write what the character would know of their backstory. So that actually leaves kind of a a gap. That's kind of a great place for Rick to go in and add something really cool. Cause that was like well above what I thought was gonna be happening. So keeps it so that I get surprised too. And it's not just like, oh, finally, my backstory is finally out there for everybody. It's like, oh, I'm just as surprised as everybody else to learn my backstory. <laughs> I get to be the last eye of Raw. Oh, so <laughs> cool. of a title. That is, such a, that is such a cool title. Now I just have to not die. I gotta, I gotta get, like, It works so well because I only have one eye also. <laughs> yes. The last good eye of Raw. This, this is the last eye of Raw, you say, pointing to your one remaining eye. Yep. <laughs> Left eye Lopez. Yeah, so like, <laughs> um, that, that's the thing is like we did. I I at least did not write the entirety, pretty much the entirety of what what was kind of revealed in in episode fifty. So I think other than the fact that a sphinx delivered you. Oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Father. I did mention that that the, that's why he's so obsessed with sphinxes is that Sudi knows that a sphinx delivered him to his adopted father. Yes, although sphinx. even that was not necessarily in the way that I think Sudi believed that that happened. So well, yeah, it's one of those things. Like they say, they he said that. Is that one of those like? 
the stork brought you to me kind of a story, you know? Yes. Like, and Osiri and all children are brought by sphinxes. Obvious. <laughs> the best carrier of children. <laughs> you have to answer riddles to get the child. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's how they prove that you're a good parent, that yes. you're yes. smart enough to raise the child. Yes, yes, yes. Yes, walks on four legs in the morning, two legs in the afternoon, three legs in the evening. Everybody knows the answer to that one. I know, though. but I'm just Turtles. saying. You'd be surprised. Yeah. Turtles. Pandas? <laughs> bears. <laughs> anyway, if, bears. If by the time it reaches the evening, it's lost the leg. Yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> so, so Citra came forward with a little bit on her backstory. Brother grabbed her brother's clarification. Yeah, it's it's stuff mm-hmm. that the audience already knew, but the rest yeah. of the group didn't know. Because I opened up to, to Falto, but I didn't really open up to the group as much. It's true. You trusted Falto before you trusted any of these people. I think it was just time. Thanks it was that. just timing. That's he true. asked. Yeah. Nobody else asked. You're busy. Everyone <laughs> else so is we're always. Onuris doesn't yeah. like to pry because he knows how much he hates it when other when people pry about him. And then we him. pried. Then we pried real hard. I pry real hard with a masterwork crowbar. <laughs> and we finally got something. <laughs> yes, and you finally <laughs> found episodes. out something about Onuris and his reincarnated. So show of hands, it's not a literal show of hands. <laughs> how many people guessed the Pharaoh angle at this table? Ooh. Oh yeah, Ooh. 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 the Pharaoh angle. Definitely, definitely me. Yeah. So I think the three people up. at this table guessed the Pharaoh. I don't know how many people in the community guessed that angle. Yeah, we were all pretty sure he was like, Pharaoh. I was we like, just, I'm yeah. relatively sure. At that... least as players, we suspected. I halfway yeah. thought he was the evil Pharaoh guy, oh, but he's yeah. not actually evil, but right? The, yeah. uh, Citrus suspected he was the forgotten Pharaoh for a little bit, and so she was a little wary. But then she face. was like, uh, I never really bought that. So well, on your why that wasn't necessarily that a surprise. Uh, you did find out that he was trained by the Sphinx Teddy Sura. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that was yeah. weird because she's uh, a That was cool. That was really cool. Oh, but a druid of Horus, because you can be a yeah, druid of Horus, yeah. too. Nature priest druid, probably. Yeah, yep. boy. <laughs> uh, in addition to that, that he is the son of Dejerdit the second. Yep. That made sense. Founder of Guys, like, we never hear about the third. And there were a couple little, there were a couple, I guess, tidbits of hints there. Yeah, maybe if he gets his memory, he can tell me what happened to my ancestor. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, I totally did that. Sorry, my bad. Yeah. No, I, that's not how yours talks. <laughs> <laughs> Like, she totally. just got like super <laughs> like surfer boy. Like, I totally yeah. curse your just, family. Just for hang all loose. Time. <laughs> just hang loose. We'll figure it out. <laughs> no, it's not. He's suddenly the turtle, the Mighty Nemo. <laughs> yeah. Jessica argues so much that she can't do character voices. I can only do them if they're silly and bad. <laughs> I can do silly bad ones. All right. So. But I mean. For our, hey for guys, our War for the Crown I'm podcast, I'm expecting that surfer boy. <laughs> oh, dang. No, that's going to be real Southern. Like, hi, y'all. What's up? I've made some cookies. <laughs> that also got a little, like, housewifey. I don't know why. <laughs> I can't do what I'm aiming for. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, sometimes she'll try to do an accent and it turns into, like, Swedish sounding. <laughs> yeah. I can usually do Southern, to, to, to but To be not fair, right I've now. done that on more than a few occasions of going you old Jamaican. You turn Jamaican. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Jamaican me crazy. It's like playing this game with Sebastian the Crab. <laughs> I can kind of do a Midwesterner <laughs> when oh, I'm anxious. Oh, yeah, I can. But only when I'm about to die. <laughs> anyway. Oh, Cyrus. <laughs> oh, Cyrus. Oh, my. That brings us to episode 51. Oh my god, that was such a train wreck of an episode. That was brutal. Oh my. Oh, Cyrus. You have to call it the one with Osiris. Oh, Cyrus. It needs to be spelled like O-O-H, Cyrus, S-I-R-S. Oh, Cyrus. 
I love it. It's like the best thing. I can only do that voice if it, when if I'm it keeps me from having to edit out as many profanities, that'd be great. <laughs> yeah. All right, no, we've, we've officially found our frack. Everybody. No, no, yeah. it's not. It's, it's the that is that is a whole. Oh, that's like a oh Jesus. That's like that kind of noise. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, Bassett is the one we're gonna like. Ah, Bassett. It's not I, I like quite segment right. Segment more. Segment more, sounds more like. I think curse. either works. We need yeah. like a fuck. We're just we neck. A, oh, sick. Neck. Oh yeah, that's right. Somebody posted that. Neck it. Oh, but neck it sounds kind of like naked. No, yeah, no, you don't want to <laughs> that's, just say that's neck. Fine. Yeah, because he says neck at the et. I need an F one. Is there an F one? Are there any F deities? Watch it. It's not an F, but like kind of. Farazma, watch it though, like when you say uh, it, watch it, it. It makes me think of recess when they came up with womps. Mm. You know, that was their replacement word. I need an no? F deity. Nobody, because okay. then I will just say F words, like the F deity words. I, I still just like set. Yeah, oh, Cyrus. Oh, oh, man. So, yeah, you guys had continued your exploration into the necropolis. You then uh, determined that something happened and somebody broke another one of these. God, yeah, now we're things. down to it three. Was, it was most definitely these guys. I really, they admitted it that it yeah. was them. Really uh, not a huge fan but of But now them. you have a glowing rock. I They're do dumb. have a Phrasmus glow stick. It's pretty cool. It's a pretty cool. We're totally having a rave when we get home. Are we? I don't know. We'll it's... just say Phrasma a lot and it'll flash. Phrasma, <laughs> Phrasma. <Strobe> lights. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you got to check that out. You got, uh, you've met up with some of the faded. Oh my. They are a bunch of oh idiots. Uh, I'm really like, questioning Next why, level idiots. Like, like, How are they still alive? The number one thing <laughs> is don't sample the product. If you're a chocolatier and you eat all the chocolate, there's no chocolate to sell. I have to point out yeah. something, and it is something that both of your characters would know. Of course, yeah. Mamiya, beyond its, it gets you high and all the rest of that fringe benefit, Mamiya is also a drug that is an immune system booster. Uh, People okay. actually take it to avoid getting sick. Oh, yeah. that's probably what they're actually taking Yeah, because they're it stuck okay. in this undead area. It made sense to me that they would be taking it because even though the effects could end up being really bad for them, it would give them the temporary like bonuses and stuff. Yeah. And uh, they're not sleeping very well. And their friend's a ghoul. Gas. Now, mind you, ironically, the wisdom yeah. damage is reducing Yeah, their I was going to say, isn't it like a net, a net like even yeah. at best because you're losing yeah. wisdom and gaining immunity you know, bonuses? You win, you win yeah, some, you so, lose Yeah, you're just kind of trading cons. off things there. But uh, yeah. And then you got to fight Berg. It was yeah. horrible. Oh, that was a rough one. Yeah. How come he was a ghast and not a ghoul? Do occasionally people just become gas? I was like, I don't know if there's a yeah, because I was like, he's like a hit die thing. If you're a high enough hit die, because it just... just happened. He's not like he's been around. He worked his way up to gas status. Like, well, I don't think ghouls turn into gas. I oh, think I they're know. just. I think ga gas turn people into ghouls. But maybe because it was high. I don't know. Maybe just high. occasionally. It's a mutation or something, and hmm. that's common mutation. Uh, I would imagine. Well, so there's some weird things that happen with him. Oh gosh! It's okay. because Tell of the alchemy thing. Story. We did murder him. He can be lung shot like. Bear was a little cl more clever than the average urchin. Eventually, grew tired of paying other people for his highs and learned to craft his own drugs. The fated then recruited him, and he knew just enough to be valuable, but also dangerous. To extend the gang supply of the drug, Berg has been cutting it with other substances, mm. including uh, unknown to him. Decayed Lazarite from the Darklands. Oh, weird. Where uh, what did is get that? that? Beric began sampling his own Mamiya months ago, convinced his alchemical know how would protect him from the drug's rumored long term effects. In a way, he was right, and his alchemical concoctions slowed his eventual transformation into an undead monstrosity, giving the uh, fever more time to thoroughly ravage his body, and unknown to his fellow members, 
He quietly passed away two days ago. Mm. He's been aghast for two days and they didn't yep. notice. The Lazarite and the Mamiya interacted with the other ingredients in the drugs, enabling Berg to maintain his memories and class features after his transformation and his alchemical preparations allowed him to retain a mostly human appearance and conceals undead nature from his companions. So why didn't he eat his friends? Gas still likes to ready? eat people. He is actually horrified by his condition oh. and has successfully fought off his gnawing hunger for the flesh of his brethren thus far. Oh. It is only a matter of time, however, before the ghast finally weakens and turns on his erstwhile allies to sate his unnatural urges. Huh. Upon seeing all of you, however, Berg's new hunger has gnawed at him for days, and if approached or threatened, he is unable to resist launching himself at the nearest foe. Poor uh, guy. Well, okay. I'm glad we heard him. he wasn't listening when we came in and explained who we were and what he we were He actually has a, a feat called Civilized Ghoulishness, huh. which grants him a plus 10 bonus to appear as a human. Interesting. Oh, nice. disguise checks. Disguise he, uh, he had some real crazy tactics, and he almost murdered us. Yeah. Yeah. That was... Uh, I think I asked this after the recording was off, but like I thought he was like some kind of alchemist rogue or something. You said no, he's he was a, he's a vivisectionist alchemist. So I because I, I was wondering where he got the sneak attack from because yeah. I was just like, oh my goodness. The vivisectionist loses their bombs but gains sneak attack. You were like, because oh, that's what everybody yeah. needs. Oh, Cyrus. Oh, I found it interesting that even though you channeled at him, he still didn't go after you. Yeah. Uh, on yours, mm-hmm. I guess. Well, he went out. Yeah, and and going after what he could get sneak attack on. Yeah. yeah I well, that's the thing is I try to play creatures to their intelligence. He was rocking an intelligence of 20. And so from that standpoint, reaction wise, like an animal, a lot of times if I'm playing a creature with animal intelligence, it'll attack the thing that just hit it most recently or hit it for the most. But Berg is aware that he is outnumbered four to one. And so removing his opponents as quickly as possible. The moment Sudi was healed, he went, I need to get out of this flank and get to the ground. And if Sagira hadn't gotten up and gotten on his face, he would have just turned and kept attacking Sudi on the ground the next turn Mm. because he needed to kill Sudi to move on to the next person he could paralyze. If none of you had been paralyzed, he would have vomited out that swarm way earlier. Mm. But I love vomit swarm. Oh <laughs> man, thematically great, but yeah, so so. I, gotta so I just say, love so the alchemist gross. entirely. A lot of fortitude saves in yeah. one. Episode. That it was, was a, a lot, lot of fortitude it was saves. A lot. <laughs> uh, it was a rough fight, but I think I you know our audience had been well. They hadn't actually been waiting that long. Cause they only went episode fifty without a combat, and one of our longer episodes. So. Only because yeah. we were doing nothing to it besides <laughs> yeah. flailing around trying Took, not to die. For we like spent three several rounds. rounds going, "Oh gosh, oh yeah. sorry." <laughs> Oh, That's just because I'm dying. Boy. Yeah, um, yeah. I had like one hit point at the end of that fight. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had heal every- We're gonna sleep here. I mean, it's well, yeah, but I can't place. heal all 58 of my hit points back. No, I mean, on yours we'll heal people up and then oh, make sure geez. we're not gonna be gross. We gotta go find the asp and make sure he's not a ghoul or gas. Yeah, it's, it's funny because he's got the same name name as a district in the uh, yeah snakelet. Not to his face. Not to his face. Like, does not like all these stupid nicknames. It's like I, just. Call somebody by their name. Okay, for but God's they have sake. to have code names. The funniest part of it is Sagira is Sagira's nickname. That's not her real name. Yep. Not yeah, her but you're not name. being called Worm or Date Paul. I, I was going to say Sagira means or... little one actually. So she's actually being. If you say Sagira Mabe, she's being called Little Grave, which is kind of cool. Weird. I but like Sudi was like lucky, and I'm like sitting here going, man, I got. I got off easy with having only Lucky be my name, although I did come up with that myself. So that's why I was like, oh, that. we should give this guy a better name. Yeah. Worm, man, worm, that's rough. It, it kept making me think Grey Worm, though. 
for any uh, uh, Game of yeah. Thrones yeah. listeners out there. Anyway, Grey Worm's great. Man, yeah. y'all really? Oh, Sagira forgot to tell you that wasn't her real name when we were doing the Great Unburdening. Oh, oh yeah. Yeah, yeah. Totally missed. Uh, She's still keeping her secrets. I think only, I think only Sagira doesn't even think about them being secrets. I think that's the problem. I, was gonna say, I, don't, I think Sudi knows, but that's it. No, you keep calling my dad Mr. Mabe. Oh, that's right. I keep calling him Mr. Mabe. <laughs> and he keeps looking at me weird. He's just like, like, get out of my house. <laughs> yeah. Okay, Mr. Mabe. So. <laughs> One day, Sagira will remember that. Oh, yeah, I did change my name. Uh, it's not this. Yeah, stop calling it that. <laughs> so we're going to run this next section a little bit differently. We have uh, completed 50 episodes of the podcast. During that time, I've gotten a couple of questions. Not really necessarily. Some of them have been email things. Some of them have been stuff that we really couldn't address at the time. So I wanted to address it. One of those questions that I've received from a couple of people, as well as I've had a few questions asked specifically for this episode. Hmm. We'll go with the first one, and uh, this is gonna be me just kind of going through this information real quick. I have been asked a few times to explain how the soul works in Osirian mythology. So I'm gonna go for the short version. This is a very important thing to the story. Uh, you found out about the thrice divided soul, I think, in like episode. I'm gonna say twenty four, something like that. Yeah, about like uh, half yeah. episodes ago. Yeah, yeah like, like that. Halfway back through all of our catalog up until this point. And unsurprisingly, the Egyptian concept of this, the body and the soul transitioned over the course of the 3,500 years that Egypt was a thing. I mean, it's still a thing. Well, ancient, ancient Egyptian. As, as far as the Egyptian concept of the soul went over the 3,500 years of its evolving mythology. And so the version of it that I found that seems to be the closest to what is presented in Pathfinder kind of divides the soul into three parts, or the person into three parts. Your ka, um, your ba, and your ib. Yes. And then there are seven parts in total that make up an individual. The ba, which has been addressed a couple of times at the very least it's been mentioned, is a person's spirit or personality. What makes you the individual? Your ka is your life force. It's sometimes considered to be kind of like a twin, that when you're born, you're born with it, and it's what gives you the breath of life. And as such, kind of as has been presented a couple of times when you guys have discussed, and Citra has kept this in mind very thoroughly, when you discuss the mask, the Ka is neither good nor evil. It is just an elemental force. And in this case, it is being turned to the point of animating tons of debt. Mm -hmm. Used for evil. Yes. And actually, if I recall correctly, the, the false doors that are in tombs are actually for the Ka. The Ka yes. goes mm -hmm. forth and back in. It's the Ka that leaves and comes back. Yeah. I did make a mistake a couple of times when I was addressing the Ib. Hmm. The Ib is basically an individual's heart. I sometimes made reference it to it being the body that is not actually accurate, although the heart is left inside of the body during the mummification. Yeah, it's, it's not one of the organs that was removed. Yeah. Um, it's got to be weighed. The heart is kind of a person's emotion. And it's kind of interesting that they keep the emotion separate from their personality. And then as far as the physical parts of it is your ha is your body that was crafted from clay at birth, I believe. That makes sense. That's your, pretty popular. Idea. Your ren is your name that is given to you at birth. And they oftentimes that there were three names. There is your birth name. There is the name that you give people. And then there is the name that is known only to you. That's uh, your true name, for yeah. lack of a better term. And a person can live for as long as their name is remembered, oh, which is cool. why the pharaohs were so dedicated to carving their cartouches into frick everything. And that's because why as long the as tombs and everything are so important, because as long as your name and your tomb still stands, you're still yeah. alive. That's why and they that's, yeah. marked out other pharaohs that they didn't like anymore. And that's why it is so abhorrent what has happened to the forgotten pharaoh, because removing his name in addition to apparently splitting his soul. Hmm. Uh, some really bad things happened to this guy. Yeah. He must have been a bad guy. 
I'm. He must my, have deserved it. I'm still thinking my ancestor like took was a patsy and had to take the fall for him or something. No, I think he took the fall. <laughs> Got it all divided. I mean, and yeah, if you get uh, your name erased from all history with well, warnings your, that your ancestor you know, did something against Dedirge the Second, who isn't you're not the Forgotten Pharaoh. Ooh, I wonder if my ancestor helped the guy. The Forgotten Pharaoh. No, yeah, because mm-hmm. Dedirge was right after him. Yeah. In addition to that, your shadow is also considered to be a part of you, but a separate entity. That's cool. I mean, Peter Pan. Um, but it's your constant companion. I think it goes off and does its own stuff after you die. <laughs> That's fun. Uh-oh, that means there's a Pathfinder monster. <laughs> well, it's called a shadow. <laughs> and, and lastly, there's your, your awe, which is after your ib is weighed, after your heart is weighed and you're able to go past your judging, the ba and ka combine. And then they form into kind of a soul. So yeah, this this is a side of, of mythology that I'm not used to. I love Egyptian mythology, and I think we've delved into it and try to handle it with a great deal of respect, even though we're dealing with something that uh, is approaching a dead religion. Uh, mm-hmm. Although there are still some people that do believe in it. So how do all of you feel about incorporating this level of real world mythology into the game and kind of basing an entire story around this idea? I think yeah. I, I think people inherently find mythology fascinating. I mean, there is a reason that in school we usually spend an entire unit just learning about mythology. Mostly Greek. You know, it's, it, we do delve into the other mythologies because I think it's inherently something that we're curious about because it is that unknown thing. The reason that we believed in these strange gods is so we don't know what thunder is. Must be a God playing bowling up there. You know, (laughs) it it was a way to explain the universe. And because we are still desperately trying to explain the universe, I think that's why it fascinates everyone. And I think from a fantasy perspective, when I first started playing Pathfinder, it was stepping into this very, very dense fleshed out world that i you know was starting to read through all these books of of the various histories and the various cultures and everything that that you know kind of make up galarian and the interesting thing about assyrian is having already had a frame of reference to pull from in some ways makes it more real Mm-hmm. Because, you know, I've, I've had some kind of a interaction with Egyptian culture, whether that's, you know, seeing pictures of the pyramids at Giza or anything like that. And so it's kind of weird because it's kind of this weird meshing of the real world and the fantasy world yeah. um, in a in a way that really in Galarian we, we don't really do aside from saying, you know, oh, Andrin's kind of like America. Well, I mean, pretty much if you pick up a book on ancient Egypt and read anything about the gods or the culture, that's pretty much Assyrian. Yeah. I mean, the history is different because yeah. it's a different yeah. world. Well, I can but... actually let you in on a kind of, I think it's a fun behind the scenes sort of thing that they hint at in the Egyptian gods section when they're talking oh, about. Oh, I know what you're talking about. About how the ancient Osirians, you know, starting 10,000 years ago following Earthfall, you know, they started worshiping their gods and doing all the rest of this. And then there was the interrogum and all their gods' temples were burned and they couldn't worship their face and those gods started weakening in power. If you actually line up the timelines with Earth as been established elsewhere, that is when the power of those gods started rising in Earth. There's a line somewhere Um, about how the ancient Assyriani gods traveled to another plane of existence to regain their power. Hmm. So it's heavily implied that they the left Galarian, went and got a bunch of worship on Earth, and then when that fell off, they suddenly started, their power started coming back in Galarian because they started focusing their attention back in this other world. Oh, and so there's kind of like yes. a fun Earth little tie in there. 
Yeah, that's kind of that's kind of <laughs> actually really interesting. I didn't realize that they had uh, put that together because, uh, yeah, ancient Egyptian uh, culture specifically has always been really fascinating to people because there's that whole like where the the pyramids built by aliens and like it's this it's the subject I hate, of I, hate I, I, all I, that. I I'm not saying it's like in any way legitimate or anything. In Galarian, like maybe. <laughs> but we're oh, we're still you know even to this day. I mean, we we oh, on our so Twitter nice. we regularly get people posting about you know new finds that are being found, new investigations that we're doing, and and new discoveries in in Egyptian culture and it's kind of weird to think that like those discoveries can then be incorporated rather easily into you know like a pathfinder setting yeah which i think is kind of really interesting but the other interesting part of it is that you're looking at a part of the galarian world where it's kind of a totally different culture like yeah phrasma is phrasma and the worship of phrasma is a very very similar most of the places in galarian that you would go to but very rarely are you going to find somebody worshiping Anubis outside of you know the Assyriani area. The parallel in Earth, we've got more region-specific you know religions that get practiced. So like Greek mythology was was never really spread out beyond just like Greece. Yeah, and, and kind of seen uh, you know well it went I guess it was adapted for the Romans uh, with some small modifications about about how their regionalistic faiths along the lines of the North mythology the Norse mythology was existed at the same time as the Greek mythology existed at the same time as the Egyptian mythology but you didn't have priests of Anubis up in Norway yeah exactly <laughs> so it's it's really interesting to kind of see yeah. those same parallels again it kind of gives me that impression of like the world feeling more alive to see a lot of similarities in kind of how Osirian is handled. I mean, yeah. it breathes life into what is essentially like pieces of paper. Yeah. What Paizo does really fantastically by bringing in real mythology is letting people do that. If you think about it, fantasy, ha you can run into a fantasy book, you open the fantasy book, it's 800 pages of lore. It's not based on anything that you've ever heard of and it's a lot yeah. harder to enter and really connect with in the same way that, oh, I know about ancient Egypt. Oh, I know about the pyramids and like, I know about curses and the scarabs and stuff. And so it's easier for people to kind of grasp. And it's not just in this adventure path in this region, it's all over Galarian. That's part of the reason that I think Paizo is so successful with their setting. Paizo, probably more than any other publisher is very respectful of, of the cultures that they are uh, being influenced by because we've actually gone to some of the uh, panels at PaizoCon and they've, they've talked about one of the reasons why we, we don't do, say, a Vudrin Adventure Path is because we don't have expertise in that. We don't, we're not comfortable writing for a setting that we know not that much about, that we're not, uh, but we can't we can't guarantee that we're respectful of. And I, I really appreciate that personally. And that, so, that's why I need them to find one. I know, right? Go find some. Like the Norse and Egyptian deities are in 3.5 D&D. I don't know about 4th and 5th edition, but they're almost an afterthought. It's like, mm -hmm. oh yeah, uh, you can worship the normal Forgotten Realms Pantheon, and there's this tiny little nation, nation over here that worships the Egyptian gods. Here's the domains if you want them. And then it's never mentioned in any of the core stuff ever again. Well, on that subject, actually, I, I've always, I've always appreciate how way back in AD&D, they had their book of here's just a bunch of pantheons. And I always appreciated it because it was always, here's the Greek pantheon, here's the Egyptian pantheon, here's the Norse pantheon. And at the end, it's like, and here's the Cthulhu mythos. Yeah. And I always just really appreciated it, how they're just like right so up there with It always felt so ham in there because, yeah. but they were never incorporated into any of the story stuff we ever ran or yeah. anything it was just like they're here have fun if you want to use them on the subject of what jessica was talking about i do remember how stupid excited i was the first time i looked through the galarian world guide and saw the chicken hunt i i just love the, the whole baba yaga, yaga yes. myth like baba it's yaga. it's so yeah. great uh, uh yes so yeah 
we like the incorporation of uh, the mythology into our uh, setting. Surprise. Surprise. <laughs> so I do have some questions for our episode 50. So it's going to be challenge time. I'm going to oh challenge boy. each of you guys. Oh, boy. Uh, oh and we're boy. on a time crunch oh, here. Cyrus. So <laughs> oh, Cyrus. Oh, Cyrus. Each of you are going to get a separate question. So sorry, Heather, you can't listen to everyone else and they formulate something. Uh-oh. Starting with our Segura. Yeah. Segura is commonly viewed as, for like a better term, the most bloodthirsty of the group. <laughs> Who has killed no one? What fight was the most satisfying for Segura? Out of the 50 fights, we, we won't count this most recent one. <laughs> that was not satisfying. <laughs> <laughs> that was like the anti-satisfaction. I don't have a very long memory. Hmm. So I'm going to say least satisfying fights for Segura would probably be uh, this most recent one. The most recent one. Although you did get the killing blow. Yeah, uh, but Segura like... was almost entirely out for the boss fight at the end of book one. Yeah, I'm always almost dead in the very important fights, it seems like. The mummy fight was pretty great. Yeah, I mean, you were instrumental in that one. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, well, the hippo fight was fun too, but I think the mummy's fight, I felt like I was like, yes, I am standing between other people dying. Because yeah. as a player, that's what I like doing. Sagira kind of yo-yoed in that fight a little she bit. She did, but were... she kept on yours from dying because she was in the way. <laughs> so you're going to yeah. say the, the mummy, uh, what was her name? I don't remember her uh, name. Uh, Moon. No, Mahouet. Mahouet, yes. Majouet. Majouet. There's something Ma yeah. and Ed at the end. Uh, a Majouet, yeah. A Majouet. Anyway, yes, that fight, that fight was good. The hippo fight was also pretty cool. Satisfying, I don't know. It didn't die. <laughs> Although I don't really in my life want to kill hippos, so. I generally don't want to fight animals at all. Yeah. Yes. So this next one's for Sudi. Kind of amuses me, so. Oh, boy. <laughs> so, and they said to correct them, for, and I'm pretty sure this isn't wrong, that Sudi is the youngest member of the group. Uh, let's see. Let's yes. figure that Maybe out Maybe he's quick. the same age as me. I am yeah. 17 years old, or Sudi is 17 years old. Maybe. I am not. Question yeah. mark. Uh, but 17-ish years old. I think Jordan is also you the You are also the youngest also, person at this table. You are I'm the not going to say my actual age, but I am the youngest person yeah. at the table. You're younger than me by two months. Yeah, yeah. two whole months. So if episode 50 Sudi could give advice to episode one Sudi. Don't go to that freaking What would the advice be? Don't try to be a lawyer. <laughs> no. <laughs> uh, no. Keep, keep an eye. Grease up. Keep an eye. <laughs> Grease up. up. Grease up hard to grab you. Get, uh, get improved uh, grapple. Uh, no. Um, Freedom of movement. Oh, man. That's a tough one. Um, remember that Alchemist you're lucky. Fire. Remember who remember you are. Remember who you are. And remember that I have that black cat ability. Um, yeah, maybe that. Probably, probably Honestly, probably Use. that. It would get me out of so many scrapes. Use your class or use your ability. Yeah, Sudi your, wouldn't say use your class feature. He would, he would put it in terms Kinda of. Uh, like, Sudi's on Remember how lucky you are. Terms. He's pretty meta. <laughs> yeah, he's no, like it, the Deadpool of the group. Except just, I'm I'm not wearing red, so they yeah, don't see you're me bleed. Breaking the wall. I did break the fourth wall. Um, no, I, it would probably actually it would honestly be be something similar to that of like remember the the training that you have and the abilities that have been gifted to you by Phrasma or something like that. Like, I put it in those, uh, you know, more mystical kind of phrases. But yeah, for me as a player, remember that you have abilities that could save you from certain doom mm -hmm. would be useful. Just tattoo that on your forehead. Put a sticky note right here. Yeah. Put a I should probably, <laughs> actually, I really should put that sticky note. You can cause you, a reroll. You be lucky. You the Viper smart. is definitely going to come talk to you again. Just be aware. You yeah. was smart, you was kind, you was lucky. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, that, that'd probably be mine. Have faith in yourself, young Sudi. Do you believe in yourself. Who you are. All right. 
So, Citra oftentimes comes across as the common sense and moral compass for the group. <laughs> yeah. Definitely. And also seems to bind the group together and help them talk through their issues. Yeah. yeah she's the I'm, your, I'm your therapist. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> hey, we have a lot of samesy moments in 51. Yeah. yeah, we do. I also like the bet on things. <laughs> if Citra could choose between happiness for herself and Falto or Onuris and Sagira no longer fight. <laughs> What would she choose? I don't know what I would oh. choose. <laughs> oh, man. C- Citra, <laughs> being the selfless person that she is, would probably choose stop fighting between Sierra and Onuris. Me as a person, I'd be like, they'll work it out. They're fine. I'm totally <laughs> <gonna go. laughs> well, I mean, assuming that neither you nor Falto have an untimely early end. Yeah, um, yeah still told me I was good for 20 to 30 years. <laughs> because he knows. <laughs> Maybe. I trust him. <laughs> Technically, that's more what Quasin. Yeah, Quasin knows probably. Yeah, she's she's a psychopomp. I don't know. She's she's been a little she's bit out. Off, I don't know. Do psychopomps have that like death notability where they can see when people are gonna die above their heads? So. <laughs> no, not really. They don't have death watch or whatever it is. Yeah. <laughs> that would be real cool though. Binding the group together, being the great unifier. Yeah. Yeah. Conking us on. Honduras would tell you that's a dumb decision. <laughs> you know? And then she would smack him, <laughs> and Sigur would laugh heartily. <laughs> At the smacking. <laughs> and then you guys would be at peace. All right. Phrasing on this is a little weird. Oh, so God. I'm on. scared. Yeah. On your size a lot. Yeah. He does. <laughs> See that boy. So does Heather. <laughs> Welcome to our lives. What sighing occasion does on think most deserved it? Ooh, <laughs> oh, God, my God. That is such a hard question. Yeah. What shenanigans has on your scene you guys do? I'm again. Like, this is for the why? first fifty episodes, so it can't be Jordan forgetting all of his class features in episode fifty one. <laughs> to be fair, that would be like a recurring thing. Cause I'm pretty sure we we note every on your side. So what are the the most famous? Uh, he sides. There was the date night one. That he sides because of y'all following me. Yeah, mm-hmm. trying to remember all the times on your side. It's very hard. Yeah, and that's there's because a there's lot. two. They're too numerous. <laughs> well, that's because y'all make dumb decisions. Yeah, it's usually anytime. <laughs> something stupid is said or something stupid but is done. But it's usually funny. He hates humor. So it's anytime we were being funny. I think the longest sigh was Isra climbing through the window uh-huh. to reach the <laughs> Isra message was amazing. That uh, I was yeah, that was, pretty, that, was that was pretty clutch. Good. That, that was a pretty good sigh, though. It's like, what is happening in my life? I just want to sleep. <laughs> nope. That night, no sleep was had. No sleep till Brooklyn. No. <laughs> What's the Galarian equivalency of Brooklyn? Uh, the capital of Andorin. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That's a hard one. Yikes. Yeah, because on your size, anytime something completely ridiculous happens, the Isra crawling through the window <laughs> was pretty sigh-worthy. So we're going great. with that one? Yeah, and oh, anytime Falto does something ridiculous because he can't just tell Citra <laughs> how he feels, those are pretty good size. He's getting too. better. <laughs> oh, when he cut the bees and on yours was just like, what are you doing? <laughs> <laughs> I regained a pedash point. <laughs> I'm setting it up for next round when I make an acrobatics check through the beads to regain a pedash point. <laughs> <laughs> That's why we need more gunslingers. Yeah. I dive through the window, shooting through the air as I dive. Give me my grit back. <laughs> I got grit. I think he also sighed once when Sudi tried to do something really cool and Jordan wound up in the negatives. <laughs> oh, yeah. To be fair, Jordan set out almost an entire fight, and then this isn't even 51, but yeah. set out almost an entire fight, ran around the outside of a room, and then got punched in the face by a mummy. <laughs> yep. That was my yep. favorite. That, I didn't sigh at that one, though, because that one was like real scary. Yeah, because yeah. Sudi was like, 
a bre- a hair's breadth away from just flat out dying. Yeah, um, yeah getting critical by that mummy was like, well, that hurts. I'm nearly dead now. Yeah. I think on your side during the fight with the silver chain when Sagira was stuck in a Tanglefoot bag and Sudi tried to climb that wall <laughs> and then got like shot like twenty oh, times. Oh yeah, that yeah. was that was a good <laughs> one. Probably. I also ran at the end of that. You might have sighed a long time after that. <laughs> Or also on yours had to move around at ten feet per round for that entire <laughs> Good they're, times. They're they're good on your size. <laughs> Many good size. The, the, the proportion track of, of the size is equal to the amount of sh- the shenanigans. Yeah. Well, if any audience member wants to like go back and track the size, oh we would God, be much appreciated. There's so many. Innumerable size. <laughs> we can we can rank them. Oh, is this a one five or a five or a five size? You know, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Go back and track the number of people that Segura said that she wants to kill, the number of times Sudi could have saved himself by using his black cat ability from a critical hit, yep. and the, the number of times that Citra has said, we all just need to air this out. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just stop and talk yep. about our backstory. Let's just talk about our lives here, guys. And the number of times on Eurus's side. Yep. <sighs> I sigh a lot as a person, too. <laughs> Rachel's not wrong about that. <laughs> Yeah. Heather has to be followed around by a fainting count. <laughs> that would be so cool. Uh, no, because then you have an animated couch and everybody would be like, what that? No, she just couch. need like four beefy men to carry it around like a pagoda. There you go. Weird. I like uh, this. This is getting strange. Goodness. Uh, it's getting real, real awkward. So, to more? transition from the questions there. Oh, Lord. Rapid fire round. Oh, and I, I actually was asked if I could point to my favorite episode. The encounter I most enjoyed running. Um, was the one where you almost killed us all during a something something? Which one? All of them. All yeah. of them. <laughs> <laughs> Anytime the players almost died. I'm working on it, guys. The fight with the judge. Yeah, that was actually really. That would have been my most satisfying, except Sudi lost an eye. Yeah. That one, I like. That one's gonna rank really high up there for me, but I'm actually gonna cheat and give You're it. You're a rules lawyer. You I don't know. Cheat. It's only sort of a cheat, because I'm gonna say the auction because that was one ongoing uh, fight for three uh, episodes. Yeah. Oh, but yeah, that yeah. was that was a really fun yeah. rolling. I love rolling encounters. I love being able to just run from one encounter to the next to the next. Yeah, so I'll agree with that. That, that is what fun. I'll give that to. That's um, a good one. So we are going to be doing a god casting. God casting. But we are not going to be rolling for it. Hot, hot what? random. Did somebody request <laughs> a god? Request? So we do have a god request. Oh Your my. prayers are answered. <laughs> <laughs> and this one is uh, is interesting. We have been asked to cast everyone's favorite god. Ooh. Horse. Oh. Oh, not my favorite. I don't know about it. I like Horus. I mean, as far as like... (laughs) Horus is pretty cool. I mean, that's Heather's favorite god in this adventure. Well, Horus is not on our usual list, but is probably the deity that we reference more than any single other god. Yeah, Horus has saved all y'all's butts a few times It's true, but I talk about Bestet a lot. You're going to teach us about Horus? Also Osiris a lot in 51. (laughs) Osiris. Is also known as the Distant Falcon. Is the lawful neutral god of rulership, the sky, and the sun. Horus is the god of the sky, the celestial falcon whose eyes are the sun and moon, whose speckled feathers are the stars, and whose wings are the sky. He is also a sun god, and in the form of Horse of the Two Horizons, he is a deity of both rising and setting suns. The posthumous son of Osiris and Isis, Horus faced off against the usurper Set, and with his victory over the lord of the dark desert, Horus became the rightful heir of Osirian. Horus then took his father's place as king and ruled Osirian with his consort Hathor during the Age of Anguish, becoming also a god of kings and pharaonic rule. 
as everyone starts Googling, who was the guy that played Horace in Stargate? Uh, no. <laughs> Rachel, I need um, your help. I don't actually remember who played okay. the guy. In- He's a guy. He's a guy. That's He's a in a start. movie that's set maybe in Egypt, but maybe somewhere in the Middle East. He's very tall. He's broad-shouldered. He's bald. He has kind of a hook nose, but in like a stern way. The guy from Iron Man? Jeff Bridges. <laughs> no, no. Yes, I'm aware. Yeah. Not Jeff Bridges. The Middle Eastern guy that kidnapped him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what I'm talking about. I don't know. I don't know who that guy is. Ew, I don't know ew, his name. I don't remember his name. Y'all are going right. to be so bad at me Hold when on, I, I don't when see I tell his you. face. I can't remember I his name. Find him. You are so good, Rachie. <laughs> <laughs> you are dang good. Yeah, I'm pretty His awesome. name is... Oh, yeah. You go first. I'm ready now. I'm ready when everyone else is ready. Because Rachie can know what I'm thinking. <laughs> I couldn't think of where I remembered him from. Probably Star Trek. But it was like, no, Star Trek, absolutely not. The first one, he's the captain in the very beginning. Just kidding. Yes, definitely. <laughs> I don't want you to have Star Trek to be like, oh, that guy. Goodness. All right. Gracious. Rachie. Yeah. That's, this is my, my special power. <laughs> I can just think right, he's can a guy. I, can I utilize your special power? Because I do not know the name of the person I'm thinking okay, of. Okay, tell, tell the Rachie. She will tell you her, your features. Okay, I, he's a little bit older. Like, where he's usually bald. Um, and I'm trying to think what the heck he's been in. Well, what does he look like? More about what he looks like. He's got, What's he in? I don't remember... I feel like he might have been on Prince of Persia. I don't know. Terrible Are you Gyllenhaal? talking about Ben Kingsley? No. <laughs> oh, Ben Kingsley's great. I do like Ben Kingsley, but I don't think that's He's who I was that talking old. about. Oh, crud. If I could it's just find that... him. I've, I've wanted to cast him as like three different deities, but I can't remember his name. Is he this guy? Yes. <laughs> which, which one is he? The same one you already told Oh, oh really? <laughs> you literally just picked the same person. Did, was guy. he in Prince of Persia? Would I have that right? Or... I don't know. You just found the right guy. That's the that's the most important part. Is you found the right person. He's so. in Iron Man, Star Trek, Escape Plan, Elysium, Land of the. Outlaw? Yeah, he's in all kinds of great stuff. Yeah, he's in a lot of all stuff. Right, I think the magician. We probably actually found the we probably found the answer of who we're looking for. He was in a lot of stuff anyway. Yeah, he's he's a really like he's a really prolific actor, but he's always like the like the villain. Yeah, but he's, I've seen him as not a villain, and he's really good too. Yeah. He's also funny. He can be really funny. Yeah. All right, I'm ready. You're ready because we're. I, I'm, the same I'm ready. Apparently, and three I'm, of us picked the same person. So I, I didn't pick oh, okay. him, but I Wait, thought about new. picking him, and then I changed my mind, and I'm surprised Jessica didn't pick this one. I know who you're thinking. Can but I no. go first? Heather. We'll have Heather go first. Yee. I actually picked Ben Kingsley, which is funny. Oh, that's funny. Yeah, I was also he's a yeah, by second I, uh, choice. I actually think Ben Kingsley would do a pretty good job. He's played those kind of roles, you know, yeah, where yeah. he's like the ruler or in charge. He, and he's he got that, that gravitas. Yeah, yeah, and he has that kind of commanding presence. Yep. Unless and you're again, it's got a, it's got a, and he has a really good voice, which is another thing because Falcon head, <laughs> you know, so yeah. it's not like you're yeah, gonna yeah. be seeing the actor. So I, I actually really like Ben Kingsley as Horace. I think he's a solid op. He has a very distinctive voice, so it works well for it. I knew the actor. I couldn't exactly remember his name, but I'm going to try to pronounce it. So I apologize right now uh, because I'm really bad at pronouncing names. But I believe it's pronounced Said. Uh, it might be Said. Tamawi? Tamoy. Let, us, let us see. Uh, he is the. Uh, he was in uh, Wonder Woman. He played the. Uh, oh, the, uh, okay, okay, yeah. He played the Frenchman in uh, Wonder Woman. He's a uh, like he's a French Moroccan descent, and 
He has a very distinctive voice, but also has chops, I think, to handle a role of something like Osiris. Mm-hmm. And again, I think he, like- Horus, I, he's, not yeah, sorry, Osiris. Yeah, Horus. To handle something like uh, Horus. And again, he's just like, he's a phenomenal actor and I loved him in Wonder Woman, so. I guess Jordan and I. Yeah, I guess we comboed together because we both came up with the exact same person. All right, so our pitch is Faran Tahir, hmm. who was the guy that kidnapped Iron Man. Uh, he was also in the beginning of the Star Trek movie, the new ones. He's in a lot of things. He's, he's been in a lot of different things. <laughs> he usually plays a bad guy, but he's just very like commanding, and he has like a very like when he walks into the room, you can tell he walked in the room kind of a presence. Yeah, he's got also the thing like that. I feel like he kind of has that like you'd want in somebody who's going to be voice acting something. He has a very piercing, not just like presence, but also like a piercing voice. Also, like it's very distinctive. Yeah, it'd be easy to separate in a crowd, kind of a thing that I uh, I really liked. And he's one of the guys. He's actually I've been looking for him a couple months now that I've been we've been doing casting of gods because I wanted to cast him in various roles because uh, he just has like that. He just feels like a like, like he could be a deity kind of a thing. The key is to describe your actor to Rachel, who will then encyclopedically like psychically know. psychically she just psychically, psychically knows who you're talking about. I right, spend way more time on IMDb than a normal person should, but only when I described it because you were not. Yeah, successful. well, that's because I gave a terrible description. Well, I thought Jordan's it was a separate person. Yeah. We didn't know. We didn't know. Yeah, we didn't know. Okay, so the more I started thinking about it, the more I... My original one was one I thought Jessica was going to pick because I know she loves this actor. Hmm. Do you know who I'm thinking of? Odette Fair? Oh, yes, Odette Fair. I was actually literally going to throw out See, Odette Fair to replace but, Jordan's. Odette Fair <laughs> is too, like, suave. He's not yeah. right. Yeah. So, maybe Osiris. Yeah, or something like that. Because so, I was thinking about him, too, but then... Mm-hmm. Mm. So my second one, I really like Riz Ahmed, who plays Bodhi uh, in Rogue One. But then I was like, no, he doesn't fit Horus. He's too fun. So I have one that I don't think anybody is going to know off the bat, but I think he would be a great pick for it. Okay. Omar Sharif. I think I, I do know who that is. I recognize um, the name. I don't. I mean, he's from Lawrence of Arabia back in the day. Um, he, oh, he is the translator in 13th Warrior. Uh, and he's, he's, yeah. I believe, I'm not exactly sure where he's he from, is but Omar good. Sharif is, and he's he's got this very distinct, wise sounding voice, yeah, and he's got true. such a presence. I don't think he's alive anymore, but I, I don't know. He might be. I, okay, I, so everyone take a second to picture your actor. And then picture his voice coming out of a bird. <laughs> See, <laughs> I really like I really like my choice. I like Ben Kingsley for it a lot. Yeah, I like my my guy, my buddy Tahir. Yep, I, I, I mean Ben. I'm that. I'm tempted by Ben Kingsley, and Oded Fair was was actually my first pick. Yeah, before. but I don't. Oded Fair right. is def- not yeah. Horace. He's definitely somebody, but he's not Horace. I almost feel like Ben Kingsley would be a better Anubis. Was, no, he's not thinking. dark enough for Anubis. Anubis is a dog head. He, he mm. does pretty dark. Like, oh yeah, that would be okay. I was gonna say Osiris, just because yeah, you know, I always picture Ben Kingsley as just being older because of that. Yeah, uh, well, fans will decide. So yeah, we've yeah we've tossed those out there. We can let all of you uh, discuss decide that. Oh, and he's Egyptian. Oh, oh yeah, he's so actually Egyptian. Omar Sharif you know is who, Egyptian. You know who's Osiris? Anthony Hopkins. What? That's what's in my brain. Nah. Just that commanding voice just came yeah. into my head. Well, unlike almost any of the other ones, Osiris, you actually see. Yeah, he doesn't true. have an animal head, yeah. so it would need someone he's that also... green. Yeah, he's green. Because otherwise, I would say just... Kermit you know. the frog. <laughs> 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 well, he's green. Kermit's green. No, but I like Ben Kingsley. 
That's what I'm going to hear in my brain now. Thanks. Yep. There you <laughs> go. So I, I have a soft spot for Omar Sharif. I don't know why. I like him. I like all of them. I think they could all be different people in the Pantheon. Yeah. To be fair. So that is what we've got. If any of you want to weigh in on that, that's a whole lot of fun. Yeah, we, we didn't actually come to a conclusion. No, we no, really, really didn't. No. Somewhat rare thing for us. So we'll let the audience vote on it and decide. Yeah. The final. Yeah. Go so, for Omar Sharif. <laughs> Best, that would be an ox and a moon. Uh, she's Cuban. Yeah, it's kind of weird, but that's okay. She has the look for it. Yeah. Even though she's a cat lady, I guess, but whatever. Sophia Butello would be good, too. Uh, yeah. So let me go ahead and thank all of you listeners for staying with us for the last 50 episodes. Uh, hopefully you have enjoyed following with us, joining our adventures for the highs and lows of highs of Heather's amazing dice rolls and lows of Jordan's Sometimes dice rolls. Sometimes my dice rolls are real bad, too. Don't <laughs> it's act like... been a whole year, right? Yeah, it's uh, almost been yeah, a year. Yeah, when 52. episode 50, 54, because we actually launched with three oh, episodes. Oh, that's right. So episode 54 will be, will kind of mark our one year anniversary. Potiversary, if you will, as the kids are calling it. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> uh, yes, thank all of you for, for following us. I hope that you've enjoyed it up until this point. I hope you enjoy our continued adventures because I think it's safe to say that we are not remotely close to finishing. Um, oh, you mean yeah. this isn't like the that's finale? It. Oh, we're we not just doing two bucks and, and calling it. it? I'd say we're like a fourth <laughs> of the way through. You're going to turn around, those three guys are dead, and Hockatep's going to be standing in the other room going, you guys. Boss fight. And then. Oh, I hope not. Stab, stab, stab. Right. Turns then... out Barefoot Guy was actually just him getting his mask. <laughs> <laughs> what a twist. What a twist. <laughs> and he has an Ouroboros on his head, and he's my cousin, and he killed your parents, and he. He has your say, citrus brother in a put, sack. Put a, put a nice yeah. big fat bow. And he knows on Eurus from the way back. Yeah. <laughs> also, big twist, he's on Eurus's father. Yeah. No! You that's do impossible. that, I'll be so I mad at you. Father. It's a beta situation. No, that's impossible. Search your heart, you know it to be true. No. I don't have a heart, this is Azizi's. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just saying, I have This questions. is a loner. <laughs> I mean, technically mm. it is, because wouldn't Onuris's real body be mummified what somewhere? What part of Onuris's soul are in this poor boy? <laughs> like, is it his just his ka? Is it his ba? Is it his what ib? Like, is his mind in the back seat watching everything that happens? I know, is this like a horror movie? Oh my gosh. It's, it's, uh, we need to save Azizi. Yeah. yeah. Oh, that's sad. That makes me sad. Let's not make it that. So thank you all for joining us. We hope that you've enjoyed the last 50 episodes. We hope you will enjoy the next 50 episodes. Although we will check back with you. 51 episodes I before know, 51. this. And may I'm you not, not lose your eyes and have them replaced with buttons. Yes. May, yeah. May everyone <laughs> yes, that's our both, current concern. Yes. May everyone keep both eyes as they make their way forward. And we will see you back here for after, episode 100. And then after not party 18, we'll have, you'll have been listening to us for like a year if you started at the beginning. Yeah. That yeah. is... Yeah. True. I mean, yeah. we'll see y'all when we see y'all. It is what it is. <laughs> it is I what it is. So until next time, Path. good luck, Pathfinders. Bye, Pathfolk. Pathfolk. Oh. Why are you singing oh, every Cyrus. Day? <laughs> I like to sing. Oh, Badly. Oh, Cyrus.